0: You feel he's a cool exec with the hardest I wish Minerva would go out with me. I tried everything I could. I uh, guess as a matter of fact, now that you bring it up, uh, the additive was uh, specifically uh, three parts carbon, five parts hydrogen, one part nitrogen,
1: and three parts oxygen. No!
0: Spider Blood, Spider Blood, Radioactive Spider Blood, Inter Nerd Can I do that? Welcome to Third and Nerd, the show that breaks down everything nerd culture with a little sport thrown in. On the show, you'll hear discussions about the latest superhero movies, TV shows, and comics as well. You'll even hear interviews from the artists and writers who helped create the characters you know and love. So strap on your supersuits and fire up your flux capacitors, because here are your hosts, Josh Webb and Adam Howes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all-new third nerd. Uh man. Uh, before we even get started, I just want to say today is with Adam, uh, what we knew it would be. Uh, so Adam, man, how are you doing? You sound you sound a lot better than you did last week. Last week, you you sounded like you just woke up. <laughs> well,
1: you I were have like, just- no,
0: I don't have anything to say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I've woken up once again. I slept in a bit. I've had a pretty hectic weekend, so um, oh, yeah, I'm still recovering from, from that. But uh, I'm alive, I'm awake, and I'm alert. That's what matters.
0: That's all that matters, man. That's all that matters. Um, Not that it affects you guys in any way, uh, but we are moving the time of the podcast to one hour later, uh, so we'll now be recording at 4 p.m. Pacific time, which does tend to affect our guests. But as always, uh, when we have a guest, we will do what the guest requires because that's – Well, frankly, how you get more people to come on your show. So uh, it won't affect our listenership or shouldn't. I can't imagine why it would. Uh, But maybe there's somebody out there who's going to be screaming into the wind like, what the hell, man? Um, To you, I'm sorry, because it's probably only one of you. So I'm sorry to you specifically. Uh, But... Let's get to the major news of the week, Adam. Shall we?
1: Yes, we shall.
0: Ultimate Alliance three for the Switch. Came, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it did though. It did. Actually, you know what? Let's. Let, I'm going to talk about that a bit. Uh, no, I'll, just, I'll just briefly talk over it. What's that?
1: Why don't we come back to that? Let's get into the good. The I big just I
0: because there's not much to say. So since I've got it right here, I'm just going to give like a thirty second review, and that'll be all we need to talk about for Ultimate Alliance, and we'll be done with it. Uh, so uh, I picked up Ultimate Alliance Three Black Order on the Switch. Uh, if you don't have it, go get it. Uh, this might be the best ultimate Alliance yet. Uh, the synergy attacks, which think iron man's beams off cap shield. Those are called synergy attacks. Uh, they're flipping amazing. And the group power attacks, when you use like the V special of all four people at one time, man, the screen just, uh, it looks so gorgeous. Uh, if you have it, yeah. Uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. My only comment, my only negative on it, is that the camera angles can sometimes be a little wonky. So you're going to have to get used to that. You're going to have to get used to that frustration. But if you have a friend you can play it with, I'm telling you, Solo is is fantastic. But, but this game was built for co-op. It was built to sit down with your friend in your house, and just beat the ever-loving hell out of Ultron, Kingpin, and the like. So uh, if you don't have it, go get it. I promise you won't regret it. I I haven't been able to put it down since I've got it. Uh, Now, that's done. That's over with. That's Ultimate Alliance 3. Oh, it's only on the Switch, by the way. That's, That's it. That's all I've got to say about it. So now, let us get in to the largest news of the week, and that is San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Marvel's panel at Hall H. We have it. We now know that Phase 4 will constitute a different approach from Marvel. In the past, everything that happened on screen was considered the MCU. Now, with the inclusion of Disney Plus, Marvel has created uh, a phase four that uh, includes ten projects in 2021 alone. Um, that that will be a combination of Disney Plus shows, Hulu, because that's where I think Blade is going to end up. I, I truly do think Blade's going to end up on Hulu, and we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, but, but it'll be a combination of every property that Disney has will, will now feature, uh, content and they will all be considered canon. Um, so we, we have our, you know, Loki show, uh, Bucky, uh, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I still cannot believe they kept the name WandaVision. I really, I don't. I don't know how the hell that one got out of the the board room. Like somebody was like WandaVision and they're like, yeah, let's do it. It must have come at the end of a long day. That's all I can assume. Um, uh, And and we also have the announcements on movies that we all knew about. We got confirmation of Shang-Chi. We got confirmation of the Eternals. We got confirmation of uh what else am I missing here? Uh Doctor Strange two. Um Golly, help me Adam.
1: <laughs> uh, you said Black Widow?
0: Uh, no, I did not say Black Widow. I did not say Black Widow.
1: So yeah, we, have... we got that. What else did we get? Um no, no, no. You think
0: you think we'd know this stuff, wouldn't you? We well, got we so much of it. We got another Thor. We did. We got Love and Thunder. We got yep. the Eternals. We got all right. So again, yep. we got Blackout. We got Hawk- Or excuse me, Black Widow, Blade, Doctor Strange, Eternals, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Loki, Shang Chi, Thor Four. Uh, And WandaVision.
1: Yep. Which one? As well as what? As well as a couple of other surprises. But yeah, what what were we going to say just then?
0: I was going to say, where do you want to start? Like, what dart do you want to throw?
1: Hmm.
0: All right. Let's start. Why don't we start with. Are we going to just go in alphabetical order? What are we going to do here? No,
1: I, I reckon we, we could break it down like this. Let's do the films and then, and then the TV shows and then the cartoon. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, yeah, we forgot about the official what if. Yep. Bop. Um, okay, so again, how are we doing this? Are we doing it alphabetical? Let's do it alphabetical. Okay. So, films first. Black Widow. Uh, We have confirmation of the villain. And it is a villain that uh, speaks to my soul. Um, Taskmaster.
1: Yep. It's a villain that I, only just this week, purchased his first ever cameo in in an issue. Of the Avenger, and I, I got it for. I it. I, I, I uh,
0: uh, let me see. Let me pull out my long box. Let me see here. I believe it was uh, Avengers one ninety six. Correct.
1: I'm pretty sure you're spot on the money.
0: Yeah, um, I'm holding cold- the issue in my hand.
1: Yeah, not Is- not not the first appearance, but the cameo, which was the uh, the. Uh, because 196 is the first official, and then I think 195... Was- I have
0: that one as well. 195 has... Uh, uh, it's got uh, Ant-Man and Wasp on the cover. Correct. Yep, yeah, correct. Yep, I, I am holding those two issues in my hand right now.
1: Ah, nice work.
0: I'm holding them in my hands, throwing them back in the long box... Actually, no, I'm not. I'm taking a picture of them and putting them on Twitter. All right. So, I mean, aside from my social media habits, um, talk to me, ma'am. What does this, does this now make you interested in the Black Widow movie? Have you always been interested in the Black Widow movie? Or does this make you disinterested in the Black Widow movie? Well, look.
1: What we, combination – saw- we saw those leaked images a little while ago, which pretty much confirmed mm-hmm. that he was in the film anyway. Uh, this this only this only sort of hammers it home even more. Does it make me more interested in the film? One hundred percent. I would have seen it anyway, just strictly off the strength of it being like a standalone Marvel film. Um, and I feel like the black they can do a lot with the Black Widow uh, in terms of giving her an action-packed film. And there's still room to go
0: forward, too. Yeah. Like, you, you, depending on the success of this movie, theoretically, you can still do Black Widow films until the cows come home. Like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of time in between the Red Room and, and her death in Endgame. Like, there's, there's plenty of stuff to cover.
1: Mm. Um, yeah, I guess we're gonna get to see what's going to happen in Budapest. Um,
0: yep, finally. Yep. Yeah,
1: so that I wonder if that will involve the Taskmaster. That'll be interesting. Um, what else are we looking at? Uh, what was What was the confirmation of David Harbour's role? Can you? Oh, uh, he's
0: playing he's- Alexi, the Red Guardian.
1: That's right. That's right, Alexi. Um, so yeah, uh, watching it, for his performance as well would be good. Um, so yeah, that's high on my list, and we only got till next year to wait for that one, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. What's what's the release date?
0: Uh, I should pull up my own <laughs> article, shouldn't I?
1: Let's say it. I think it's like May, I think, or something, isn't it?
0: Um. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, did I cover Black Widow? Yes, I did. It's May first, twenty twenty.
1: There you go. Yeah. I thought it was right. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um that, that's a good one. That's a good starting point. Uh to get get the ball rolling. What else what else we got uh, scheduled for next year?
0: Not not sure because I didn't take a picture of that. Uh no. November 6, twenty twenty is the Eternals, however. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and call that one. I mean it's that's nice. True. It's nice and alphabetical too. I mm. believe uh well, no, it's not. We've skipped Blade and Doctor Strange. Okay, so uh, let's let's stay. We're gonna do alphabetical. Well, we didn't say it. we never. You're messing me up here. Now you're going chronological. We need agreed on alphabetical. This is, <laughs> this, is this is high crimes and treason, Adam. High crimes and treason. Uh, Blade, the podcast, dude. What's I've that? Hijacked. <laughs> I've hijacked the podcast. <laughs> Taking it over. I have no say a blade, dude. So we think that SDCC, uh, is largely over, uh, Kevin Feige, you know, everybody's on stage and Kevin Feige saying his goodbyes. And then he's like, but wait, we have another surprise. And then, you know, Academy Award winner, Mahershala Ali comes out and we're like, yeah, cotton mouth. Like, does this mean more, you know, Luke Cage type stuff? What does this mean? And they're like, he pulls out his hat like he was having a commitment ceremony for college football. And he puts on the Blade cap, surprising everyone.
1: I was surprised.
0: How surprised were you to find out that Blade had been in production?
1: Look, that's more of a surprise. But right? <laughs> Sorry, what were we gonna say? No, I said I said right. Yeah, like yeah, that was more of a surprise. Um but it makes sense, obviously. Uh I wasn't blown away by this news, I gotta be honest, but I was like happy. Like the like I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Um it, it opens it opens the doors for a few things to happen. Um, my first initial thoughts was, okay, now, now that means that, uh, the Netflix Marvel shows basically are no longer canon. They're being torpedoed, like completely out of, um, out of the, out of the whole Marvel sort of side of things. Um, and then I also thought Wesley Snipes is going to be a little bit upset
0: Does he even have a right to be, though? Let's be honest, because the only single person who had uh, ever kept their role from a previous non-MCU iteration was J.K. Simmons. That's it. Like, they didn't keep uh, uh, Jessica Alba, you know, from Fantastic Four. They didn't. Like, they may keep Doug Jones, because Doug Jones is just fantastic, and, and it's, you know, in everything. But nobody that once played the character is coming back. Mm. Like, when they recast the X-Men, they're not going to sign Sir Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart unless it's, like, a crazy in the future cameo. Like, yes. they're going to replace them, too. Wesley Snipes did three blade movies. Does he really have a right to be upset about anything?
1: No. I don't think he does. Like I, you know, I could be wrong, but I know. Oh I know no,
0: he's-, he's gonna he's gonna be miffed, dude. I don't, does- I don't I don't I don't I don't think you're wrong. I I, I would be miffed, man. But but I would understand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: like but, I don't think yeah. he's gonna be petty. Nah, he would like to like
1: to think that he's not, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, because um, no, no, doubt it'll, it'll leak out at some stage. Um, I I think the casting of uh, of of the Oscar-winning Ali is uh is a good one. Um,
0: man, I think it's a great one.
1: Yeah, it's a good, it's a solid one. I. Yeah, I, I have many more thoughts on this, but I, I want to I hear. I felt
0: what... like Cottonmouth was killed off too early in Luke Cage. I really did.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Look, <clears throat> that's a, that's a whole other pod for a whole other time. Is those but, shows? Yeah. Well, but what's
0: your issue with Mahershala Ali as Blade? Do you just not think he captures like what? 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 where where where's the breakoff point for you with him like I know I you're going to give him a
1: chance i don't have an issue with it i think I think it's good casting uh, i think i think uh, he'll, I misunderstood. he'll yeah no, I think he'll nail it I think he'll nail the role um no questions asked uh, I think it's just a bit of, going to be a bit of a going to take people a bit of getting used to seeing someone else in that role because you know we're so used to. Looking at Blade as Wesley Snipes, for even though there hasn't been a Blade film for years, that's what all we know. You know what I and mean?
0: Like, let's be honest, man. How many people outside of comic book fans really watched all three of those films?
1: Um, I don't know, man. It's that's it's a, that's a, that's a hard question to answer. I mean,
0: third one had Triple H in it. Yep. Like. Once you start getting WWE characters not named The Rock in it, it the third one had what?
1: Don't forget that Ryan Reynolds was in one of them, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was. Mm. I think he was in the second.
1: I think it was the second. Yep. I think it was Uh, the second one, yeah.
0: So I I mean I have the trilogy because Blade, but you know, I mean, I, yeah, even when I was watching him, I didn't think there was like a legion of people out there that I go out and say like, hey man, what you think of that new Blade movie? You know, like yeah. back back then, Hollywood was talking about dramas and and in war movies and like. This idea of superheroes being everywhere in hollywood is is still new to me, even though it's ten years old like I'm still Ooh. getting used to the fact that i I can talk about this like never in my life did I think I'd be like having to explain what the eternals are to a mass audience right <laughs> like, now look you you,
1: you you know that like to a point like. It still does feel fresh, even though it's 10 years old.
0: Because that Marvel keeps like the reason it feels fresh when, when when is because Marvel keeps introducing properties where you're like, wow, we're doing an Eternals movie. Like it even surprises comic book fans, you know, when they're like, hey, we're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. People are like, what?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right.
0: <laughs> You know, I mean, Thor, you get Iron Man, you get even Ant-Man to a certain extent. If you read the comics, you get like it. W- at the time, it was a weird movie because Ant-Man. But but if you read the comics, he's fundamental. He's he's yeah. critical to, to the Avengers. Cool. Uh, uh, but 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 then they start drifting off and like, hey, we're doing the Eternals. And you're like, <coughs>
1: yeah yeah look even for me that was like really um i I, that that was one that i just didn't see coming at all um but there's something i want to talk to you going back to play quickly yeah
0: i went off track which i'm known uh,
1: for ah yes you are but (laughs) that's another story um but yeah i wanted to hear what you had to say about how you think it's going to be headed to Hulu
0: how I think it's going to be headed to uh Hulu. Yeah. Um because there's been links uh from people who had reported that Blade was going to be out uh b- you know before they announced it um and and a lot of it was that it was going to be headed to Hulu and part of the reason that they announced it but didn't put it up as a film is because they're still like they just got controlling interest in hulu and they're putting stuff on everything they own blade would be a fantastic way uh for them to get people to subscribe to hulu while while still offering high quality marvel content to them on on the device so Disney is basically saying, hey, we want you to have Hulu as well as Disney Plus, as well as going to see these movies in in the theater. That's what they're shooting for. So you take one of the big properties that people are going to be stoked for, you attach somebody like Mahershala Ali to it, and now all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, that's going to be a Hulu movie? If that's the kind of content they're putting on there, then I need to get that. Mm, like and means- then and <laughs> then you and then you find out all the other crap you can do with Hulu and you're like, ah, I should have had this anyway. Mm. Um But yeah, I mean they don't you don't really have much with with the the runaways. Like it's not something that's drawing people in. Uh, in mass numbers, I, I love the show. I also happen to love Cloak and Dagger on Freeform. Uh, but again, it's on Freeform, the ones on, on, on Hulu, and they're not attracting large numbers. But Blade, with an Academy Award winner, yeah, that's going to attract decent numbers. That's going to bring people over to it. And it's always been linked to Hulu, so that's why I kind of bring it up.
1: Okay. Okay. I wasn't aware of that. Um, do they have much R-rated content on Hulu?
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a streaming device just like anything else as well. I mean, okay. well, okay. So basically, here's how Hulu ha- separates itself from from everything else. Netflix is like old crap, like old shows uh, from from different networks plus their content, right? Yeah. What Hulu allows you to do is to it's it allows you to forego the DVR at all because they'll have like in in some cases they'll have the entire show but in 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 some in a lot of cases they'll have the last seven or eight episodes that you can watch and as the episodes pop up on on TV they cycle out in Hulu so say say you, you're watching season three of something and you have the, it'll have the first eight episodes on there. But then as nine comes on, nine will go on there and one will come off. So you'll have two through nine. Then when 10 goes on there, two will come off. So you'll have three. Yeah. Am I making sense?
1: Okay. That makes perfect
0: sense. Yeah. So it allows you to not only watch Hulu, uh shows but you can catch up on shows from other networks that you missed so if you if you didn't catch top chef that week you can just go on to hulu and pull it up
1: right okay cool
0: so it has it has different uses than netflix and and such but it also has uh movies just like netflix does uh and and you can stream them and some of them are r-rated yeah I mean, just like anything else.
1: Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, uh, I, I don't know if they would, if they take it out of this, out of the cinema, cinema release for that. But you might be right. I guess time will tell. If um, you got anything else you want to talk Punch about, Blade?
0: Blade? No, we really didn't get anything else besides the title and Maharshala Ali, and I feel we've covered that. So. Yeah. Right. We both yeah. we, Let me just recap. We both agree great casting, right? Yeah. We both agree he'll nail it. Yes. Okay. That's all we really need. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Take us away, Adam.
1: Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Okay, so we've got confirmed Scarlet Witch is going to be appearing in that. Uh, that's for one. Two... Uh, it's going to be darker, more like a horror, which is awesome, uh, but still funny as well. Still re- retaining the comedy of the first one. Um, three, uh, the villain has
0: been confirmed. Has it has it not? I'm not sure if the villain has been confirmed, though I saw a number of people tweeting about it. Um yeah. If they're saying it's good Scott Derrickson has said it's gonna be the first scary movie in the MCU. That really only lends itself to one of two people. Uh the the highest likelihood is Nightmare.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then uh Mephisto would also be an option. Mm. But That's I sorry. would I I would bet all of my money against all of your money that it will be nightmare.
1: Yeah, both both two strong candidates. So, have I missed anything? Was there anything else from that that was uh, was mentioned that we know?
0: Other than it being a scary movie and it being announced, no. What do you think of the idea that they're going to go for horror? I think it's
1: awesome.
0: I mean, it makes sense, right? They've tried they're trying out different genres like that's, that. These aren't just superhero films. Sorry, Kurt Eichenwald. Um, they, they have genre, they're genre specific. Captain America Winter Soldier was very much a political thriller. Um, you know, uh, uh, Captain America itself was a coming of age film um <laughs> ant-man is a heist film like these these films have themes uh so uh it, it makes sense i i mean in theory new mutants was supposed to be that which is why i think that they're tanking new mutants uh <laughs> so that doctor strange can get its foothold and new mute like i would be surprised at this point if new mutants even comes out
1: yeah I'm not even bothered <laughs> with that. To
0: no, be nor, nor am I, I don't care. I don't no. care. Like as far as I'm concerned, they should just swallow it. Maybe yep. one day finish it after, you know, whatever, and then put it on one of your streaming devices. And if people watch it, great. But yeah. like at this point, as far as I'm concerned, there's no value in watching any of the mutant films from Fox. They're never done well. This film, New Mutants itself, has already been plagued by reports of it being crappy and not testing well uh, amid myriad reshoots just like Dark Phoenix. And, and frankly, people, when Dark Phoenix came out, like they knew it was going to be crap, so they just didn't go and watch it. That and... Fox itself is done; like they're done. Disney won; it's over. Like Disney just won, so there's no point in watching these films. The only the only ones you should be watching are Deadpool and Deadpool Two. Correct. Too.
1: Correct. So he, he
0: is going to stay.
1: <laughs> hmm. Moving back to Doctor Strange, what are you looking forward to? What do you think about the news? What What do you think of the horror side of things?
0: Uh, I like it. Um I I'm not a horror fan by trade. Um I I jump easily. I don't care about the blood and gore like that type of stuff typically doesn't bother me. It's 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 the jumping. I don't like that. Um <clears throat> so I mean it is what it is. I'll suck it up, I will go and see it uh as I love Dr Strange and you know it's good it's good to put yourself through things that you're not necessarily a fan of just to you know keep trying new things and and, and test yourself so uh <laughs> I was like great a scary movie but it's gonna be PG13 like how you know like at the end of the day it's a PG13 scary film I'm in I can watch that mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll have plenty of jumps. I'm sure they'll have plenty of scares. We'll have dramatic tension. I'm sure Scott Derrickson will do a hell of a job with Nightmare Man. Uh, though I will say, I am a touch disappointed that uh, there's no Namor, at least that we know yet.
1: Well, at least that we know yet. Because know let's
0: yet. let's not forget that D D twenty three is still on the horizon, and. You know, even with the eternals no they they named an entire cast, but there's one problem they're missing a very key eternal in Cersei, and and a lot of people notice that, and people are thinking maybe they're saving some of these announcements for d two three so right. uh uh it's very possible that that's why he only touched on those films and when we hit d two three we will find out more at least that's my hope right on. So,
1: Let me just ask you something about the title Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness And I'm emphasizing on the the Multiverse part Multiverse of Madness part What do you think that will bring Exactly I don't know I don't Mm. know
0: But I hope they bring it home Mm. I hope they bring it home I hope I hope that now We truly get the multiverse
1: like, mm-hmm. they've
0: been hinting at it, they've been toying with us, Spider-Man 2, uh, uh, name-dropped it, and then even explained it, and then reneged on it. Um, so, I, I'm i ready for it. Are you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. uh, uh- I like the first Doctor Strange film a lot. I really need to watch it again, actually, because uh, it's been a while since I watched it. And uh, yeah, I want to know. I want to know what uh, how this is going to be a game changer for the rest of the of the MCU.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, if they follow through with it, if they if they build it up and and create uh, an actual multiverse, so to speak. Um. I I I think that uh, they're gonna they're gonna find a lot of happy as hell fans. Mm. Like that's the thing we've been waiting for, right? The, but the issue with the multiverse is this: if you're gonna create a multiverse, then you need to have something with it. Right. You can't just say, oh, hey, here's the multiverse. Like, well, yeah, but what about that Earth makes it different? What about that Earth uh, uh, is is the same but different from ours? You you need to have the characters in your other universe sort of fleshed out or at least at least, I don't know, created. Right. Like you can't just. Be like, ah, here's an Earth. It's really similar to ours. We have heroes, uh, but they're not quite the same as you. Well, then, what makes them different? Mm.
1: Yeah, it's a valid point. A what valid makes point. them
0: different? Why? Why is your Spider-Man different than than our Spider-Man?
1: Yeah, I think it also, I think it, it like it can be. They they run the risk of a of it being a little bit um I guess tricky for like in terms of making sure it all ties together, making sure there's no holes. Um and also keeping not just I'm not talking about Marvel fans happy, but like keeping every cinema like yeah. you know what I mean? Like every every day Joe Schmo goes to the movie and goes, oh, uh there's another Spider Man now? Like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like,
0: right.
1: Like, it
0: needs to make sense to not just comic book fans, but it needs to make sense to the people who are, are going to walk into these films and say, what the hell is, especially like, say, if, if the next, obviously we know the next Spider-Man is going to be Miles Morales. So visually you will be able to tell the difference between white Spider-Man and and uh black latinx spider-man like unless yeah. you're colorblind you should be able to tell the difference between the two of them that said mm-hmm. if they did somebody like the scarlet spider or Kane, you know uh, people are going to be like okay what's the difference between these two white dudes <laughs> like and why do i care yeah uh, I think that what very much needs to happen is you create these young heroes like a young uh, Miles Morales. You bring in a Riri. Uh, That's how you create them. Okay, so in this universe, Iron Man is Iron Heart. And instead of being a a billionaire white dude, it's a broke ass black girl from uh, inner city Chicago with with a genius intellect and and the ability to create stuff from scratch now the question is well how do you have her make that what inspired her to make that armor you know like because she was inspired by iron man in real life D- does somehow the death of our iron man impact her and her universe if so how but, but these are things that you can do to not just introduce other characters, uh, uh, who are the same, but to not, but, but then to also bring them into the main continuity of our earth. Though Mm. it doesn't make any sense why anybody would be like, yeah, your earth is more important than our earth. I'll go here. (laughs) Like what? Everyone I know and love is back there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It makes it tricky. Like, uh, they don't want to over—they don't want to overcomplicate it, and they don't want to simplify it too much. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's got—they've got to find that right balance. And I trust they will, but at the same time, uh, I don't know—they've just got to make sure that they, they, they cross the Ts and, and dot the Is. Um, so that's Doctor Strange. I think we've covered Doctor Strange here. Yeah? Anything else you'd like to add before we move on to the next one? What's up? No,
0: Dr. Strange, no, I'm good.
1: Okay, all right. So, keeping it alphabetical, we are up to the Eternals.
0: Yep. Celestials versus Eternals.
1: Take it away, because this is something I know very little about. Um
0: well, let's just start with the casting. You can start there before we get into the content. You should pull up the cast list there.
1: I can I can rattle off some off the top of my head.
0: Well, um, well I was looking for the. Uh, let me pull this up so we know who's playing what again specifically.
1: So we've got Angelina Jolie. And she is not dirty. We know that much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Eternals cast uh,
1: Athena, isn't it?
0: Believe so. Uh, law, well, I oh, see the cast. Let's go to variety. All right, what? Where's my cast? Where's my damn you? I hate when they do that. Variety, you're out.
1: Why don't you just go to IMDb? That would be quicker.
0: Because, man, that would make far too much sense. Angelina Jolie is playing Thena. Selma Hayek plays Ajax. Um, Richard Madden is playing Icarus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry is playing Fastus. Yep. We have Kumail Nanjiani playing Kingo. Uh, this one is odd to me. Um, I love Kumail, but Marvel's been pretty PC about casting people in their roles, and Kingo is a master samurai from Japan, so this, I'm fine, like, it doesn't bother me, I just find it odd that that's the one where Marvel's, like, instead of casting an Asian, uh, a a, a Japanese, you know, actor who's, they're already underrepresented, we're gonna cast Kumail. (laughs) But, What's up? What nationality is the actor they've cast? Uh, I don't want to misspeak on Kumail, so let me find out. He's Pakistani American, so okay. uh, not at all Japanese. <laughs> But, <laughs> right. um, but you know what? Though it's it's whatever because Marvel's mixed up some things. So I I just find it odd that they passed over <laughs> uh, actually casting uh, uh, because with the whole Shang Chi thing, I don't know. It's yeah. whatever. I hope he nails the role because I love him in in just oh. about everything. It's a little bit odd. It's a little odd, but I'm fine with it. I I, yeah. I like him. So it's, it's, it is not odd to me that, that, that it's odd to me that they have chosen to go that route with that particular type. I do not care that he was actually cast. However, I don't want to give yeah. give anyone the wrong impression. Um, mm-hmm. And this is kind of awesome. Uh, Lauren Ridloff is playing Makari, and uh, she would be the first deaf superhero ever. Um, then we have Don Lee playing Gilgamesh. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's that. Look, some of those names
1: to me, I'm not familiar with, like, uh, the person who's playing, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, what what was was his name the name? Makari. I'm a. I'm not familiar with that actor.
0: No, 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 no. Oh, uh, Lauren Ridloff. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I'm... She has been in. Let me give you her. Let me give you her. Her what's what? Well, was Makari originally
1: originally a male character? Was it?
0: Yes, Makari was then... originally originally a male eternal she's been in, she's been in the walking dead as Connie Uh it was in new Amsterdam as Margot uh for an episode Uh let's see she's been in wonderstruck sign gene and this will kind of be her breakout role
1: yeah I'm not familiar with it um, so yeah people who
0: watch the walking dead will know who she is I mean she was she was former Miss Deaf America. I can't is remember it, in The Walking Dead. What's that? I can't
1: remember who she was in The Walking Dead.
0: Uh Connie.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I don't remember Oh
0: oh you don't remember okay, I I, I apologize. Uh, yeah, um well Macari is is one of the fastest eternals. Uh and uh he's also Somewhat of a—he uh, likes to get involved in human affairs, which the Eternals pretty much don't do. They consider themselves above it. Okay. <clears throat> um. So uh, each Eternal has their own thing, and it's all sort of based off of legend. Like, Makari is how you get Mercury. Right. Who is you know, god of whatever the hell mercury was the god of i'm not up to date on my mythology but icarus is how you get icarus and, and so on and so forth the eternals draw their names from actual beings they're just slightly altered which in the comic universe is is why like people humans they say misspell their names like they they tend to misspell our names because they hear it, but 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 they write it down wrong. Which is why you know, Macari is similar to Mercury, <clears throat> but if you you can say it a number of different ways that make it sound like Mercury, We can say Mercury. You know. Okay, let
1: me just bring it. Let me just interrupt you there and just say, for the average person who might be listening to this podcast, and also for my benefit, because. I haven't looked into the Eternals simply out of um, just lack of interest, I guess. And, and just also waiting to see what would happen and become of this film. Break it down for me. Who, who are the most important people on this team uh, in terms of the characters?
0: They all um, are because each one plays a different role. Like it, like they don't all have the same powers. So they, that, when it comes to the Eternals, it tends to be a group effort. But Thena, uh, Icarus is the leader, right? Uh, but you also have Cersei, uh, Thena, and uh, Ajax and Makari are probably the ones you need to pay the most attention to. But okay. it looks like they're placing the importance on Ajax, Icarus, and Thena.
1: Right. Well, that one would make sense. Richard Madden, young up-and-coming star in the lead role. Uh, yeah. Athena, obviously, Angelina Jolie. Uh, A-lister that carries a lot of weight name-wise for the, for the film. And who was the other one, you said? Ajak, was it?
0: Yeah, Ajak. Ajak yeah. and Macari.
1: Okay. Okay. So... Yeah, talk to me about this. You're, you're a bit more of a knowledgeable than I am. So, far away.
0: Um, well, I mean, the Eternals... W- when the Celestials came and they meddled uh, with early humans, they came down to experiment. They were left with uh, three different types. You had the Eternals, you had the Deviants, who... Are sort of like the eternals only they are uh, not quite beautiful, gorgeous they're they're like the Morlocks but but they're wicked, powerful they're they're the other side of the of the eternals. you know you always have a yin and yang with comics they're the deviants are the best. Thanos is a deviant. That should give you some idea about the deviants okay. and their power. Thanos is a deviant. Uh, but he's also part eternal. Um, and so the, the three groups were, you had the humans, you had the eternals, and you had the deviants. Uh, the humans that they experimented with, they left a latent gene in them that would activate at some point down the road. This gene became the X gene. And I'm pretty sure you're familiar with what that did. Of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> so, uh, the 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 Celestials, which really the the kind of important thing that that an Eternals movie introduces, the Celestials here are sort of the important part because they're going to create on screen. a, a, a vast mythos of characters that then Marvel can come back. Like they only really need to do this film the one time. So that way people can understand where the creatures come from in the Marvel universe, what the celestials are, uh, and, and, and so on and so forth. Like it's, it's a bit of world, it's a bit of world building if you will.
1: Yeah. And opening the door obviously for the X-Men.
0: Yeah, it could. It could. I I mean they had planned this movie long before uh they 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 got the X-Men. So but but this does give you the power to do that down the line. Yes, it very much does. It opens that door for the X-gene to be activated later in life, but it also more formally introduces the cosmos and cosmic beings and, and sort of the cosmic pecking order of things, because if you really want to get down to it, what makes Marvel great is not what happens on earth. It's the cosmic opera. The stuff that happens on earth is, is, is all kind of like the same stuff, right? it's heroes fighting amongst themselves or heroes fighting villains stuff really gets interesting when you start pulling in the cosmos and in in order to open those doors you sort of have to explain the mythology of it all you need to explain the world you need to build the world and so the Eternals is going to be that it's sort of going to be the foundation for what uh, Marvel is going to do going forward.
1: Sorry about that, man. I, I no worries. Rock out. Um,
0: right on, right on. So
1: that's look, that's that's a pretty cool breakdown, man. Um, and it does it does make me more intrigued uh, about it. Like I've said before, I've mentioned it, I think previously on the podcast. It's just the eternal just slipped past me when I was young, and which is a travesty, I guess in itself, just due to it being a Jack Kirby creation. I, somehow i just never got around to it um, it slid past
0: it slid past everyone dude
1: so yeah but uh yeah it's it's intriguing so um did we learn anything more about that other than the casting was there anything else that we haven't covered on that front?
0: uh no we just kind of got the 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 cast they brought them out um it's 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 uh it's more of one of those things where it's like they've cast the entire movie, they introduced the cast, and then they told us nothing about the movie. So, um, but but uh, I think we'll get more about the Eternals here very soon. You know, uh, it, it, it they're gonna start to tell us why that's important, and I would imagine that Neil Gaiman's uh, Eternals run will will be on sale at Marvel. So any opportunity you missed in reading the Eternals, you can sort of go back and 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 um, collect on those. If you want like a little bit of knowledge, basically like what happened with the Eternals was. Uh, everybody knows that Jack Kirby had worked at Marvel, and and that Marvel wasn't really treating him well, and he kind of had beef with Stan Lee because Stan Lee was getting all the credit for characters he was, you know, creating as well. So he left Marvel and went over to DC, and he started a project called the New Gods, um, which is where you get Darkseid and and so on and so forth. And unfortunately for Jack Kirby, DC treated him like crap too. So uh, this new God's world that he was building over at DC, which was supposed to be a thing unto itself, uh, it was never supposed to align with the main DC continuity. Uh, He never finished it over at DC. Um, So they eventually, DC did, they rolled it into their, uh, you know, their universe, their new 52 and all that jazz. Um, But uh, with, with Marvel, he came back over and still kind of wanting to do a project of that nature. He started the Eternals and then gave the backstory about them creating the deviants and, and so on and so forth. So that's where the Eternals came in to the, to the larger Marvel world that's a bit of knowledge as to how it came about. Like Jack Kirby was, I guess you could say he was still scratching that itch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so
0: (laughs) let's move on. We got the Eternals. Uh,
1: one last thing before before you do, we, were you happy with all the casting?
0: Yeah, I'm fine with it. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I love Selma Hayek. I, I don't mind Angelina Jolie at all. Um, you know, honestly, I can take her or leave her. <clears throat> um, but I also know that Marvel has done tremendous things with actors and actresses that in the past I could take or leave. So uh, she definitely knows how to act. It's, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the more inspired Marvel castings in a long time, at least out of the gate in terms of name value. Like yeah. I can't I can't think of another film in Marvel that's had this much name value coming straight out of the gate.
1: I guess the the, the other one now is is maybe uh, Iron we, Man. Yeah, oh well, yeah. Right, yeah, but Robbie Downey Jr was also on the down.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, like on the on the outs then with yeah. Hollywood.
0: And and Jeff Bridges tends to do a lot of stuff. So, yeah, I guess... Yeah, this one's definitely the most inspired right out of the gate.
1: Well, I guess we've got another one that's most inspired is also the Blade one now. That's pretty big.
0: Actually, Ant-Man. Paul Rudd? Yeah, Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas. Yeah, It was all pretty... uh, I mean, it was a pretty... Pretty inspired yeah. cast. They had a bunch of big names there, a decent number, not as many as this, but but certainly more so than most films.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess.
0: yeah. Um, but uh, what about you? You like the cast?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think Richard Madden will be good. Um, he's solid. He's a solid actor. Um. Angelina Jolly, same sort of same sort of opinion as you, man. It's like, oh yeah, cool. Um, Selma Hayek, I've always liked her. It's in- interesting to see her get a gig, a Marvel gig, uh, especially this late late in her career. Um, the the other name, oh, I'm forgetting who's playing. Um, what's the character's name? Gilgamesh, is it?
0: Don Lee.
1: Yeah, who's Don Lee? Who's that?
0: Uh, ye. I am not terribly familiar with Don Lee's work, so let me look this up.
1: The the other good one uh, that I was going to touch on is Brian Tyree Henry. That's great see Uh, let's
0: see what all he has been in. Filmography. He has got a large ass filmography. Okay, let me see. Uh, no, 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 he has been in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a Korean American actor who has been in a boatload of Korean films, um, mm-hmm. as well as American films. You just should go check his, uh, his, uh, filmography. I am not familiar with, uh, a lot of these films, mm-hmm. uh, but but he is a largely popular choice. People were thrilled with it. So those who have seen his films, I know, are pretty high on the casting choice. Uh, and 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 Gilgamesh is stupid strong. So
1: okay. And what about yeah. Brian Tyree Henry's character Fastos?
0: I uh, really don't know too much about it. I, like like the Eternals weren't really fully like like. They they've they've had like six issue series here and there after Jack Kirby did his Eternals stuff, uh, so I don't really know too much about Fastus, uh, okay. but I'm cool with with uh, with Brian.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. He's he's a good actor, man. He's a very good actor.
0: Um, let's talk the film that uh, we've been pretty excited about. Uh, Mm Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yep. Which everybody put two and two together when they saw the Ten Rings. There's not a single person who reads Marvel, uh, especially Shang-Chi, that doesn't know what the Ten Rings are. So that means at long last, they will obliterate the hell out of the abomination that was Iron Man 3. And give us the real Mandarin. Yep. Okay. Who has already now, been cast?
1: Mandarin in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What's that? This now make the third Mandarin that we'll have in the Marvel Cinematic yes, Universe. Yes.
0: it'll be the third Mandarin. Yep. Mm. Uh, I I <laughs> apparently third time is the charm. Mm. Um, but the Mandarin has already been cast uh shang chi has already been cast yep um i ask you when you saw what shang chi would be how excited were you to like know okay we're getting a shang chi film and it involves uh the mandarin
1: um look uh I wasn't blown away by it, man. Like, the Mandarin character, uh, for me, obviously, reading the Iron Man books as a kid, he was crucial and pivotal in in, and in play, you know, quite often. Um, obviously, when we got got him alluded to in the first film and then Ben Kingsley in the third Iron Man film, it's was like, oh, yeah, cool, we're here, but it didn't really move the needle. Now that they're bringing him back again in this format um i'm interested to see how that's going to play out uh other than that i have I haven't had a lot of thought about it to be honest um I don't know how they got it. Like, obviously the rings are pivotal and and we we, we should,
0: we should add to that. Aquafina has been cast in, in in, in, as yet an unnamed role. I don't, I don't want to diss her by leaving out her casting. We just don't know anything beyond Aquafina has been cast. Like that's, that's the Aquafina knowledge that that's out there. Um, so sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt on a different tangent. I just, I was, I was reading and I saw Aquafina's name and it popped into my head that we hadn't mentioned her. And I was like, damn, I don't want to diss her. So yeah. Okay. Go on.
1: Yeah. No, I don't really have anything else to go on. I was just going to say, um, that, uh, yeah. Like, I'm not like, I'm not mind blown by it at all. I've, I've said to you before on this podcast that, um, Shang-Chi was never something really uh, that I gravitated towards as a kid. Um, you know, it was like it was like I looked at him as like a Bruce Lee kind of knockoff um, inspired by sort of thing. And, yeah, it was just a character that never really um, that I, like, I gravitated towards. Simple as that. So, uh, you know, I get why Marvel's doing this film. Um,
0: well, we know I, why.
1: I get why, yeah. I get why it's huge. Um, will I watch it? Yeah, of course. I, I love Kung Fu. I love seeing some ass kicking. Um, I, love, I love seeing how it connects to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So um, this new kid that they got playing him, uh, Simu Lu seems like he's a bit of a character, just judging by his, his past tweets and also – Yeah. Uh, his stage presence and whatnot. So, uh, amazing that he was only cast. Uh, you on know, Tuesday? Only, yeah, like days ago. Um, and yeah, here he is, you know, after putting it out into the universe on Twitter. So, um, as for Aquafina, what's her, what's her, uh, what's she, what's she known for? Exactly. Uh,
0: well, I'm not going to, say exactly what she's known for because uh, people of all ages listen to this podcast but let's just say she is a a musical artist who had a very uh, cleverly titled song that went viral. Uh, She was also did you watch Ocean's 8?
1: Um, uh, Is it the most recent one with the all-female
0: cast? Yep. No, I
1: I never saw it.
0: You should. Um, and when you do, you will be introduced to Aquafina. Uh, but I highly recommend watching Ocean's aid. It's worth it on, on Ocean's name value alone. It definitely, I, like I went and saw it in theaters cause I love Ocean. I, you give me a great heist movie and I'm in <laughs> like, I I'm sorry. Like I am in, um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, she was fantastic in Oceans 8, so I am definitely looking forward to her uh, being in this. It'll be interesting to see how they cast her though.
1: So what was this song that went viral? Oh, you
0: oh, you can look up up title. title. Okay,
1: <laughs> uh, i doing that that now because little I of a little
0: bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little
1: Oh, okay. All right. Um, ooh, yeah, okay. I see the song title you're referring to. Uh, <laughs> um, What's that? I've never heard of this song.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But, okay. but
0: But yeah, you know, I mean, she's done. She's done some clever things. She's got. She's look, dude. If if if. Oh. If Simu is a character, so is so is Aquafina. Like this yeah. movie is 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 bound to have a lot of humor. I hope, um, yeah. and 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 characters because it, that that's what I feel like they're they're casting here. Because Aquafina is definitely a character, and I don't say that in a bad way. Like I said, I I I absolutely loved her in Ocean's 8. I thought the entire movie was really well cast and and she was a part of it. No.
1: Yeah. Now, never knew she existed. Um, Finding out now that her real name is Nora Loom, or Loom. And, yeah, she's an actress slash rapper and she was in Ocean's 8, which you told me, and Crazy Rich Asians as Mm -hmm. well, which I'm...
0: I have Crazy Rich Asians in my to-watch file, so I'm sure I'll enjoy her in that. I just have yet to watch it. I need to watch it, though. I'll probably do that tonight.
1: Fair enough. Alright. Oh, she was in Neighbors 2. Okay. I
0: didn't watch yep. Neighbors 1, so...
1: <laughs> I like Seth Rogen, man. Gold.
0: Yeah,
1: um, not Yeah, you should watch it. It's funny. Um, I don't like Seth Rogen. We really don't like Seth
0: no I don't think he's funny I'm ending this podcast right now you're kidding, <laughs> you're kidding me Seth Rogen's amazing I just don't like him you, I, you sound kind of distant too can you hear me okay yeah no I can hear you a little better
1: okay alright um, so uh,
0: rather than talk about my dislike of Seth Rogen let's talk about Kevin Feige's favorite titled movie go on Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, And we have found out that this will feature the first queer relationship on screen.
1: In the Marvel Cinematic Universe? In the
0: Marvel Cinematic Universe, because the King of Asgard has got to find her queen.
1: Apparently so. Apparently so. Uh, any ideas what character that could be? Is it, is it anyone that you would, you would think of?
0: No, I have no idea who it could be. I, I truthfully don't know. I, you know, uh, it could be Brunhild. I mean, I suppose they could create, or they could bring the Annabelle character in, uh, from the comics. Um, so there's, there's a number of different routes they can go. But, but oddly enough, um, that wasn't even the biggest news right? That was because it was dwarfed ten seconds later by the announcement that not only was Natalie Portman back, which I mm-hmm. think surprised a ton of Marvel fans, uh, yep. but she was now Thor.
1: Yep, okay.
0: So we will now not only have a, an on-screen queer relationship, we will also have a female Thor, basically making Thor the vehicle for female-led uh, shenanigans.
1: Okay, so there's no Hemsworth. Is that what No,
0: you'll be in the movie. Hemsworth is in the movie.
1: Okay, all right. So. But remember, gonna...
0: he now wields Stormbreaker, and Mjolnir uh, may or may not return.
1: Sorry, say so, that again?
0: I said, he wields Stormbreaker, and mm. Mjolnir may or may not return, in which case, they would, they would Odinson could be Odinson, and uh, I doubt they're going to do the unworthy thing. Um, that would be kind of weird. Um, but, uh, but, uh, Jane Foster is going to lift the hammer.
1: (coughs) Now in the comic books, has she lifted the hammer? Yep. Okay. All right.
0: In the comic books, Jane Foster was Thor for an extended period of time under Jason Aaron's run. Um, how I many
1: years ago? How many years ago was that?
0: Uh, it's 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 all recent, man. It's all been within the last five years. Uh, okay. Jason Aaron is actually just finishing his run on Thor, so it's he he literally finished his run uh, with War of the Realms. That was the last Thor thing he did. So he's he well, I mean, he's finishing out the Thor story that he started, and after that, he's out. Somebody else is taking over Thor, but he's been writing him. Uh, for about five years and what happened in the comics is thor became unworthy uh nick fury whispered something to thor and uh he became unable to lift the hammer and uh all of a sudden jane who was going through chemo um wound (laughs) up on the moon which is where the hammer was and uh he uh lifted the hammer and so there was this problem with jane because every time she would go to have chemo for her cancer uh she would and then she'd transform into thor thor that being thor would purge the chemo from her body so eventually she died saving uh asgard and finally earned the respect of odin who respected the hell out of her that he used all of his, he used the Odin force to bring her back, uh, from the dead. And, uh, then she went and had her cancer cured and, uh, was no longer Thor. But then at the end of war of the realms, she became Valkyrie. So, uh, yeah, there. <laughs> you it's five <laughs> years' worth of stuff that I'm cramming into, like, six sentences, man. Like, I'm glossing over a lot of crap here, man. But um, let's just say Jane Foster has been everything from Thor to Valkyrie. So uh, the people who will be pissy about this clearly haven't read the comics.
1: Okay, so there will be people pissy about this, you think?
0: Oh, D- don't you? Oh, uh, look. Look, dude, they're going to not- call for a social justice warrior film. Oh, they changed her to a female Thor, and they're having a a, a, a gay relationship on screen, and yada yada. They're going to be people who bitch, dude. It's going to happen. But what about if... If you've spent any time on Twitter, you know this. Yeah, I know, but like what about
1: in the same breath that the film still has Hemsworth in it as Thor? And if they're going to give us a female Thor, don't you think the chances of Beta Ray Bill also being like thrown in the mix in this film? It sounds like it's going to be top heavy. You know what I mean? And I think like, I feel like that would even it out for the pissy dude bros out there who might not, you know, be too enamored with the fact that we've got a female Thor now. Did
0: I mean, think? maybe it would be nice if Beta Ray Bill did, but I think cramming Thor, Beta Ray Bill, and female Thor into one movie is a bit of an ask.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, well, I guess I Tom would also- like to
0: see it. Right? Like everybody wants Beta Ray Bill, and and we've had three Thor movies, so it'd be nice if we even got just like a glancing you know like they fight and 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 the the problem with well i guess thor could well no i mean he i don't know who has the odin force that's not something that's been answered mm. so. Because if Valkyrie is the king, is she just the king, but all she has is Valkyrie powers, or is she the king, and does she have the Odin force? Like, you know, cause there's there's a whole bunch of ways to do Beta Ray Bill, but the biggest thing that's missing from that is Odin's dead. So he yeah. was kind of, kind of essential to that story. Um, but whatever. I, I mean, what do you think about this film? What do you, What do you think?
1: Well, I think it'll be good, of course, simply because of the director at the helm, who I'm a big fan of. Um, Obviously, his last Thor film was a hit with the people. Uh, Clearly, we're going to get Korg back, which is always golden. Um, Look, I I don't have a problem with a female Thor. I don't have a problem with uh, Valkyrie finding her queen. It is what it is. That's the world we live in. If people don't like it, tough titties, deal with it. Um, don't watch the film. If it's if it's like going to annoy you that much, go see something else. But you, I,
0: I want to ask you something. Mm. What do you think about the fact that Thor, who is the character people hated the most, is the only character that has now seen four movies, four self-titled movies?
1: Yeah. Uh, what about it? What about I'm it?
0: I'm just, I'm just saying, do you, do you, do you find that curious? Like nobody liked Thor. Chris Hainsworth didn't even like Thor. Like everyone was happy. Like they want, you know, and, and, and then, and then YTD comes along and completely changes the game. Like he made Thor an instant hit <laughs> Uh, so much so that they used his personality, uh, just basically going forward. Like it completely changed Thor's personality, um, and and uh, is now he's on, on his fourth movie. I don't I don't know, dude. Like I, I, I if I seem like I'm struggling from words, it's because I don't know how to put it, man. Like I remember I've always liked the Thor films, even Dark uh, Thor: The Dark World. I liked it. I've liked Thor. Um, for a long time Uh, he's a fun dude He's, he's his comics are fun he always is sort of engaged in fun stuff and jason aaron writes one hell of a thor um but but i never really thought he would see a fourth movie and yet here he is and not only is he in a fourth movie like his fourth movie is launching Like, even Natalie Portman is back. This is the most confusing franchise in the Marvel Universe. And, and like, it's if and only because of where it seemed destined to head as opposed to where it is. Mm-hmm. There was well, a time get- when Hemsworth wanted out, Natalie Portman wanted nothing to do with it, and the fans didn't care for it. Now he's one of the most popular characters. One of the most- <laughs> He's getting the fourth movie when nobody else has. And Natalie Portman's back and is going to be female Thor. Like, this franchise has done a literal 180.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's and it a was thing. all
0: done by Taika Waititi.
1: Yes, that's correct. The first two films, pretty much people forget about and are forgotten, man. Like, Ragnarok was the game changer. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously, you know, the last two Avengers films as well. And like that, you know, all you have to do is to look at that 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 tweet I threw out earlier in the week. And that was asking, I asked a lot of people on Twitter, what was the, of the 23 Marvel films that we've had, what was the one scene that was their favorite and stood out the most? And majority of the replies was Thor landing in Wakanda. Yeah, and you know, and bring me Thanos. Like that was a that was also a turning point. Ragnarok. Don't get me wrong, that was game changer. But that that those two films definitely, you know, even the last one, Endgame. Fat Thor became a thing. You know, like he he's just the the character has gone from one-dimensional to having more personality and have, having had more impact in the narrative as well. And then having good direction behind him with the Russo brothers and uh, Tiger War 80. So, yeah, that's why. That's, what, that's where it's at. Moneymaker, man. Simple as that.
0: It's crazy to me. It's just crazy to me how much of a 180 this franchise has done. Mm. Uh, and, and good for it, man. Seriously, good for it. Mm. Um, okay, dude, let's move on and kind of briefly hit, hit through some of our shows. If we can, let's start with the Falcon and winter soldier.
1: Yep.
0: We know that, uh, uh, this will feature, uh, Sam with the shield in some way, shape or form. Uh, what do you think about it, man? What do you, are Are you, are you pumped for this? Very are you, much are so. you pumped for their buddy cop?
1: Yep. 100%. Uh, I, uh, I want to see how it ties in with everything. Um, I want to see Mackie just steal the show. Um, want to see what the new suit looks like. What he looks like as Cap. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a lot to lots of, to look forward to. Zemo. We got the Zemo reveal.
0: Yeah, we got the Zemo reveal. I almost forgot about that. And he's wearing the mask.
1: Yeah, which has it have you seen an image yet? Have you seen any images surface uh-uh. from from the panel? No? Not yet. Yeah, that's the one thing that's b- bummed me out about this Comic Con, man. There's been no footage. Like
0: they're they're strict.
1: It, yeah, we've got to see nothing. Absolutely nothing. And yeah. So that's a bit of a bummer. But um yeah, it'd be fun, man. I'm 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 always up for Captain America, man. And like, you know, you talk about Thor having a, a a fourth film, then Cap's Cap needs to get a fourth film. It has to happen. It's bound to happen. You know, it's only a matter of time.
0: Yeah. I I can't wait to see it though i, I really, really can't wait to see him as thor <laughs> I mean uh Captain America, excuse me, this so is stuck yep. on thor uh what do you like are you happy that we're getting the, the Zemo with, yeah with, with the mask on one
1: hundred percent one hundred percent of the small small iconic uh rogues gallery that Captain America has Zemo is right up there man, like you got Red Skull, Zemo, Crossbones, Bad Rock, Um, Who else am I missing? There's probably a couple of others. Um, and we've seen <coughs> we've seen all of them in uh, in the films. So, but you know, I, I think Daniel Daniel Brühl's Zemo we, we we didn't get enough of. You know what I mean? So seeing seeing more of him would be awesome with the mask on.
0: Yeah, I agree. I love Zemo. He's he's probably one of the best villains uh, in Marvel.
1: Yep, yep. Um, and and so it's gonna be is it gonna be a prequel? It has to be, right?
0: No, it's gonna be uh. Well, are you saying a pre a prequel to uh Captain America film as Sam Wilson? Well, hang on a second. Didn't Zemo die in? No. In- Remember he tried to shoot himself and T'Challa jumped and uh put his hand over the gun and said uh the living are not done with you yet. That's right. Yes. Sorry,
1: yes. I completely forgot and that, that's right. He was they imprisoned him. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, yep. Slight uh brain fart on my behalf that's there. It's okay,
0: man. There's 22 there's 22 film 23 films in the Infinity Saga. So
1: yeah. It's so hard to keep up at all times without you know, unless you're watching these films like very regularly, like I it's do easy to, Yeah, I know you do. But like I used I don't wa- to,
0: no bullshit. I used to do this. Every time a new Marvel movie came out, I would watch every Marvel movie that had come out before it leading up to it. Mm. And at one point, I I was going to do a a complete Marvel marathon where I watched um, everything that was considered MCU at the time, which would have been S.H.I.E.L.D. and Daredevil and all that crap, plus Agent Carter, because I have them all. Yep. Uh, And then I decided not to do it because nobody wanted to do it with me, so that kind of sucked. And then, uh, yeah and then Marvel made the uh, Netflix films not canon anyway, so it kind of worked out for me. Mm. Yeah, but I'm fine with that because most of the Netflix stuff wasn't really all that amazing to me anyhow. So I'm fine with them wiping it out.
1: <laughs> it's fair enough. Um, so, yeah, that, that's Captain America and Falcon. Uh, sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's very, very easy to blur that title. Because of what we know. Um, but yeah. What, you, is there anything else you'll, you've you got to add. On that front?
0: Uh, no. Not really. Kind of no? over it.
1: Okay. All right. Jump. right. Let's jump to the next one.
0: Yeah. Uh, that leaves us with Hawkeye. Using the Matt Fraction run, we will see Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. Yep. How, uh, how excited does this make you?
1: Well, I'm literally about to start the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye. I purchased issue one last week from a local collector, and, he, and then earlier in the... Earlier this week, I decided to purchase the rest of the run from him. And they are being dropped off at my house in approximately three hours. Actually, no. Yes, two hours. So I'll be a lot more excited once I start reading that today. Um, I'm excited about the fact that Jeremy Renner gets his own show. That's very cool. Um, I, unlike a lot of people, love Hawkeye. Um, A lot of people who don't like Hawkeye are people who have only come to watch the MCU films and know the main characters like Hulk and Thor and all the big badasses and go, well, Hawkeye has a bow and arrow. But there's a lot more to Hawkeye than just his bow and arrow. Uh, The character has a rich history and anyone who tries to marginalize him in my mind is – clearly not a I
0: remember when people used to say Aquaman is stupid and pointless, and I'm like, no, Aquaman is one of the most powerful characters in the DC universe. Same with Namor. Like, like, they're not dumb. They just are written by dumb people. And anybody who thinks they're dumb is just saying it because they hear everyone else saying it. So they're like, they glom onto it. And they're like, yeah, Aquaman's stupid. Really? Then why'd he make a billion dollars?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's so dumb
0: that he found his way into a billion dollars when none of the other DC movies could pull that off.
1: Exactly. And the thing is, like, with Hawkeye, he's a character that, yeah, okay, he's he's limited in in terms of his ability because he doesn't really have a superpower per se, but, like, you put him in the right film or in the right environment, and he's awesome. You know what I mean? Like you watch him, you watch him in some of the scenes in age of Ultron. He's great. He's fantastic. You know, in the battle of the battle of New York, also awesome, but you know, he's just one of those fringe characters that the people don't, haven't really latched on a lot of, not people, but some people haven't latched onto. And I feel like this show might change that. You got to get to see more of Renner doing his thing. Um, we know for a fact we're going to get more of the backstory on Ronan as well, which is awesome. Um, and I hope that the show can sway opinions because Renan's great, man. Like I, I watched, I just, just the other day, I watched the film tag and I'd never seen it before. I didn't really know anything about it. And in that film, he's awesome. You know what I mean? And I feel like, a standalone series where you get to see the character explored more and see what he could do with it. And without him being sort of like surrounded by giant, like giant hulking beasts and, you know, and powerful gods and whatnot, you're going to see a different kind of thing. Over to you, my man.
0: Yeah, kind of. uh, I I think the Hawkeye franchise is going to be something uh, really super interesting to me. Uh, I can't wait to see because uh, look, dude, here's. Like you said, when it comes to Hawkeye, people look at him as a guy with a bow and arrow. But in some ways, that makes him the most interesting Avengers character. And I'm not saying that I believe that, because I certainly don't. I have my own opinion about who's the most interesting, and I'm sure everyone else does too. Um, Mm. Interesting seems to be a... um, a personal thing like you 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 have a personal interest in those characters but in some ways Hawkeye is the most interesting character because all these other guys okay look dude if you take Thor or the Hulk if there's 40 guys in front of them uh, all bearing automatic weapons. Thor and the Hulk can just charge straight forward at these dudes, uh, even Iron Man too, taking every kind of fire that they have uh, and then just bulldoze right through them. No harm, no foul. You know, those... those <laughs> the guns might as well be sticks and stones. Yeah. Hawkeye can't do that. <laughs> like... <laughs> He can't do that. He he has to he has to find a way to be a member of the team while not dying.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> like and, it, and it sort of changes the game when you enter into battle. Like, if you're Hawkeye, like every time you enter into battle, it's like, well, I've got to not die. Like, Th- Thor and Hulk, they don't even think about it, it doesn't even cross their mind. Yeah. They're like well, I'm not going to die. The question is, are we going to win or not? Like, that's the question. Like, Hawkeye's like, I may not even come home.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It's
0: fairly interesting to me, I think. He doesn't... And maybe he doesn't... It, huh? He
1: doesn't... He doesn't have, like, armor. He doesn't have bulletproof skin. He no. can't fly. You know what I mean? Like, He he's, doesn't
0: have superhuman no. strength or durability. He, he is a dude with a bow and arrow. Like... Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's like it's like him and Natasha are in that same boat. You know what I mean? Like, that's why they work They work great as street-level characters. And that's why I think, you know, seeing them in, in her and her own film and him in, in – no doubt, I'm sure he'll appear in that as well – and him in this series, you're going to see them at a street level uh, working in the environment that they're best – designed to work in as characters you know yeah and i'm
0: kind of excited for that like i'm genuinely excited to see uh black widow take on tony masters
1: Mm. yeah fucking oh part of my language (laughs) this is not a this is not a a swears podcast but that my excitement just got the better of me and my very australian
0: uh approach (laughs) to things (laughs) yeah it is what it is man I mean but it it does excite me man like look dude there are a lot of street level characters that are badass Taskmaster being one of them but look look you put Taskmaster in a fight with Iron Man and it's just not fair like it's not so you have to find a way to make these fantastic street level villains also be threatening and the way to do that is to put them up against somebody who can who can very much die, um, mm. you know, who has to use a different set of skills. Uh, and to that end, I think the Hawkeye and Black Widow movies will be successful because of that.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent, man. You know, like you give give Natasha's film like a spy espionage kind of uh. kind of vibe, you know, like a female-born ultimatum, so to speak. That's like, what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, man. Like that'll be fun. Like that'll be fun. I'll, I'll. And that's the thing. Like I think in the grand scheme of, of the Marvel theme uh, Lilla, the Marvel films where everyone's in play, like like an Avengers film, for instance. Characters like her and Hawkeye get marginalized, and I, and that's why people go, oh yeah, they suck. You know what I mean? But they don't really see the scope, the whole scope of the character. Like, because both of, those, both of those two characters, man, I've read some amazing comic books over the years. And, you know, I, I, I don't love the Black Widow, but I can appreciate her. But, you know, I was a Hawkeye fan from, from the moment I first saw him in a West Coast Avengers title, man. Like, that's how, that's how I got introduced to the character. You know, I think it was like West Coast Avengers 19 or something ridiculous. And, you know, that's from there, he became one of my favorite Avengers, You know what I mean? So I always was behind him and in his corner in these films. And I think Renner, you know, like I said, given the opportunity to give the character a bit more of a push, you're going to see some good stuff come out of it.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I think people need to sit back, relax, and allow these characters some time and space to breathe. And I think they'll be surprised by what they get out of it. I think, yeah. I think they'll find... <clears throat> that the stakes in those movies are raised a touch, especially with the Hawkeye because Hawkeye is existing after. So at any point in that series, Jeremy Renner can bite the dust. We, we have no, like we, the, the, the Black Widow movie does suffer from, we know there's no situation that they can put her in, where we will be worried about her safety because we know she doesn't die. Mm. So they have that challenge heading into the movie, and I'm interested to see how they conquer that challenge. I'm not worried about it. It can be conquered. It has been conquered many times. It's just something that 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 it's <clears throat> it's a constriction on the film out of the gate. Because because you're doing a prequel, you are mandated by the rules that you've already set for yourself. And you can't violate those. Mm-hmm. Like You you can't have Natasha die at the end of the film. It wouldn't make sense. How the hell she die twice?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So there are certain things that you can and can't do. And I think that that raises the stakes a little for the movie. So I'm kind of excited for it on that front. Mm. uh moving from one interesting franchise to another, we are picking up with Tom Hiddleston and Loki immediately following his escape in Endgame. yep yep dude Having fun it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah we're going back to to the unchanged version of the loki mm-hmm. we are go we are going back to to the villainous miscreant Loki. Yep. And I can't wait for it.
1: Mm. So, set the scene. What do you think? How? Like, so he's he got the Tesseract back, and he's he's uh, done a disappearing act. Uh, I have I-
0: no idea what they're going to do with this. This is going to be that scenario I talked about. This is a branching timeline. Yeah. When you break it down, this is a branching timeline. It's not, it's not a, uh, (laughs) it's not set in the main Marvel MCU, even though it is. So I am extraordinarily curious as to how Marvel is going to do this because whatever they set is now the continuity for that branching timeline of when Loki escaped. Are they going to make it a giant loop and suggest that he comes back around and does all that stuff anyway? Or is he truly going to go on a completely different path than, uh, than we would see him in the MCU. That's the most exciting part about that, Fred. The the fact that I don't know much about it is honestly kind of exciting to me, and I really hope that Disney don't tell us much as it approaches, because it is one of the few things that is not bound by any continuity. It can do whatever it wants. Mm. And it's the only thing that can do that. It doesn't have to abide by the continuity of the MCU. It doesn't because he's in a – the only thing you have to acknowledge is everything up to Avengers. After that, you're good to go.
1: Right. So, yeah, it's it's, it's really – it's like that character and he's his, his – You've uh, wiped
0: out – when, when wait, if you go from, when was it, twenty twenty three? That that end game ended in. Yeah, twenty twenty three.
1: Uh, you yeah, wiped yeah. out
0: eleven years of history. Right. From Loki, and you can do whatever the hell you want with it. Right. Or you could bring it full circle right into Thor the Dark World, and then we just assume that this Loki does all that crap anyway. So the question becomes, are we masters of our own fate or is fate already determined? And maybe that'll be a theme of the show.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's hard to say, man. I, I, I really don't know how how they're going to spin that. Um. Yeah. You know, I was always a bit surprised that Loki got his own show from the jump. But Not I. Sorry?
0: I said... Uh I said not I, I am very interested in this film.
1: Well, just, you mean the series?
0: Yeah, the series. Excuse me. Yeah,
1: like, no, I said I'm not I'm not that I'm not interested, I'm interested. But I was just I just said I was surprised that he when they made the initial announcement that he was getting his own show. Um cuz I wasn't sure how they were going to sort of, you know, run with it, but and I'm still not, but, uh, yeah, it's very, it's very open slather that one, man. It could, it, they could go many, many ways.
0: Yeah, it really could. And I'm kind of excited and, and, and refreshed by that. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens with it. I, when they announced a lo- like, dude, as far as I'm concerned, more Tom Hiddleston is always a good thing. I don't Agreed. know why people were not, were not a fan of that when they announced it. Like Tom Hiddleston is one of the greatest parts about this and God, he plays such a good Loki, man. He plays it so well, mm. and it's still humorous to me that he cast auditioned for Thor.
1: Mm. How funny! Um, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a good one. Um,
0: the last one, Wandavision. Wandavision. Okay.
1: Wanda vision, the oh, yeah, one kid.
0: thing we forgot about dr strange is that uh scarlet witch will be in it
1: i mentioned that right at the start and you mustn't have heard me
0: oh okay then then we didn't forget to mention it
1: <laughs> no you you just brushed over it when i said it i think you must have, just mustn't have heard me um yeah, well, okay, WandaVision. One, one, one so it's going to lead
0: into Doctor Strange.
1: Right, we're told that we will obviously get to see the Scarlet Witch in this show as well as in that film, um, which is good because I've been waiting for that to happen because I'm sick of her just being called Wanda, and perhaps then we can do away with this really lame title.
0: Yeah, I have no idea why they stuck with Wandavision. I'm
1: I'm, it's I'm, just a placeholder title for the first season.
0: That's what I thought, and I was just like, I, I assume they'll change the title by the time this show comes out, and then they're like, "And Wandavision," and everyone's like, "You kept the name, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, this show is going to lead into Doctor Strange. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it takes after. Uh, my question is how the hell do you get vision back? If it leads mm. into Doctor Strange, too, where does vision come in?
1: Yeah, I don't know, man.
0: That's. That I think that might be the thing that everybody kind of skipped over for a half second in yesterday's announcement when they're like oh this leads into Doctor Strange Tool, awesome and then it's like well wait a minute Vision's dead mm. so I don't know it may take after the Vision run um, the Tom King Vision run, run. Uh, wouldn't surprise me at all so uh, I I don't know, dude. I, obviously, I'm gonna watch it. Um, I I I like the characters, and if Paul Bettany's back, then hell yeah, dude. It's gonna be a great show. Uh, mm. But I'm never gonna get over that name. It's just not gonna happen.
1: No, no, we're both in agreement on that front. Look, it's <laughs> probably of of all the shows of the Marvel shows that have been announced. Um, so Hawkeye, Loki, uh, Cap, and Falcon. Um, and this one, this one's probably my, my, the one I'm least interested in the most. Um, and it's not that I don't like those characters. I do like the characters. Uh, it's just, yeah, it, uh, I know it'll tie things together and whatnot. I'll, I will watch it, but it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's just a bit meh. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, really have much more to add on that front, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, then, but what I am,
1: what I am excited about though, is the what if cartoon.
0: Yeah, I was about to say. Let's let's touch on the last item of business, the mm-hmm. what if cartoon. Um, bit surprised by the fact that they went the cartoon route though I imagine that'll be a hell of a lot cheaper to produce than doing mm-hmm. some of the other stuff so it does make sense uh, people are back for the original voice casting though noticeably missing was Robert Downey jr yep. um, how dude how excited are you for what if like where does it rank in terms of your show? expectation like rank the shows for me now like with what if
1: okay in terms of my expectations yeah okay and this is also in my order of preference of what i want to see first so captain uh sorry falcon and winter soldier is number one i'd put hawkeye number two um i would then put the what if show number three Okay. Uh, And then I'd have Loki 4 and WandaVision last. Um, I was a big What If fan as a kid. Still am a fan of it, to be honest. Not that I've read it of late, but uh, I love the whole idea of just flipping storylines from the Marvel Universe on their head and asking questions and being like, well, let's see what happens if this person died or let's see what happens if this person lived or let's see what happens if this person lost control and Went bananas, or you know what I mean? Like, right, it, it just opens the door for a lot of fun, you know what I mean? And having a lot of the original cast members from the film back to reprise their roles is awesome. I think Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher is oh, sorry, is it sorry, not the Watcher? Is it the Watcher?
0: Am I, yeah. yeah. I right? Yeah, sorry, always, the watcher.
1: always mix up the Watcher and the Beyonder. Um, yeah, as the Watcher is awesome, like. I think he'll he'll nail that role. I think he'll absolutely nail it. And I'm glad they've got someone of his caliber in it. Um, the fact that it's animated is kind of cool. I, I wonder what style of animation they'll go for. Wonder if if it'd be a case where they might do it in different animation styles each episode. Um, it's hard to say. Uh, it's just pure speculation at this point because um, I don't think that's been touched on. As yet, have you heard anything on that front?
0: On what else is going to happen in that show? Oh, just in terms of the animation, what sort of style? Oh, no, I haven't heard anything on the animation front. What, I mean, mm. I, I would imagine it'll fall in line with some of the other animation styles that they've done for, um, I don't know if you're watching Black Panther's Quest or Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, mm presently but but they they made the Marvel has a pretty distinct style of animation that they do and I imagine this will fall in line with that
1: Mm. yeah but you also got to look at what they did with uh Spider-Verse film too so
0: yeah but that Spider-Verse film one second of animation took a week they're not gonna (laughs) they're not gonna do that style of animation it caught like that's way too expensive way too costly like I I, it literally one second of animation took a week
1: well look well, yeah I, I understand where you're coming from but let's let's not Let's not you know, mince words here either. It's not like Disney doesn't have much money to play with. If no, they,
0: the- they, they don't. It's not like they do, but the amount of money spent making that film, they're not going to do that for a simple what. It, like I just don't think it's going to happen. If they spent that much money on a project, they'd want to make that money back somehow. And I get that you can do it on Disney+, Plus, but if you look at the Netflix model, they lose money every year. They're not. They're not a company that makes money, so Disney doesn't go that route. They're not going to do something that's going to lose money, and they would definitely lose money if they chose chose to go with that style of animation and then put it on Disney Plus as opposed to theaters. Yeah, like especially when the like think about this. Netflix loses money and they charge fifteen ninety nine. Disney's only charging six ninety nine. Mm. Slate. Is
1: the what-if on, on the Disney Plus service, is it? Or is that what it's slated for? Uh,
0: yeah, it's slated for the Disney Plus.
1: Okay. okay. I, I couldn't remember if it was slated for that or for for um, for Hulu. No,
0: it's slated for Disney Plus. Uh, they announced it along with the fact that one of the what-ifs will be Peggy. Uh, what if Peggy got the Super Soldier serum instead of Steve?
1: Right, so okay. Um, on the what if side of things, uh, what are you excited about?
0: I, I'm excited about the entire thing. I love what if. I collect them every chance I get. I yeah. really do. They're are mm. some of my favorite stories. And the thing is, some of them are hit or miss. And in oh yeah, there's some poor ones. There's some some very poor ones if you go back to yeah, the I mean, early it, days. And and the other thing that they do suffer from is the fact that uh, they have to wrap everything up in one issue. So your endings are a lot of times very abrupt. You don't get the cool fight scenes that you would hope for. Um, So but 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 still, it's a fantastic sandbox. It really is.
1: Let me ask you this. Do you think they will pull stories mainly from the MCU films and a couple from the from the books? Or do you think it'll be an even mix of both?
0: I think uh, they'll do a lot of stuff focused on the MCU at first, and then they may do like I think they'll do a I think they may do one or two comic ones, but I think they'll make some up too, like from scratch. Yeah, like
1: some original ones. Yep. (laughs)
0: Excuse me. I mean, there's there's so many what if ideas sitting out there, like. I mean, you you're not constrict- that's the thing about what if. You're not constricted to to anything really. It's it's what if goes as far as your imagination goes.
1: Mm, yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, I'm excited right. for that man. Think that'll be well, a
0: little fun. All in all, man, let's uh let's start to wind up as we've literally talked about everything. Um, no, wait,
1: Wait, 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 wait. I knew, I knew you were going to have forgotten something. And that's why, before we wind up, there's one thing we do have to cover.
0: What, Black Panther 2?
1: No. The Fantastic Four news.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I didn't bring it up is because they said that, that, that it's been confirmed, but then there was nothing else. Like, Marvel said they're doing it. Like, to be honest, they didn't really give us any information. No crap no. the Fantastic Four is in production. You didn't buy Fox to sit on it. So <laughs> hopefully we get uh we get more information on that at at D two three. But I didn't give that any airspace because I didn't really feel it deserved it. Like they didn't they didn't really do anything beyond tell us what we already knew and that's they're working on something with the Fantastic Four. Well I would assume so. Otherwise you spent a lot of money for no reason.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Feige didn't give us much, but he did mention it. So I thought he did. We...
0: He did. He mentioned Black Panther 2 as well. So I mean, we might as well throw that in there. Um, but but yeah, Feige Feige mentioned some projects, and and I am happy. I am excited for the Fantastic Four. Uh, and he also brought up the mutants.
1: Yes, yes, he did. So... And that covers, that covers covers a very big spread, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it sure does. Mm. So
1: more on that another time.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, uh, any final thoughts, man? I mean, San Diego Comic-Con was, was really sort of a rush of information. So, yeah, look, yeah.
1: There wasn't, there wasn't a lot that blew me away. I wasn't like, Oh my God, shock. You know, like, and I'm not just talking about the Marvel stuff. I just mean in general, um, uh, you know i didn't didn't see much jump out uh at me that sort of you know moved the needle in a massive way um you know um, I'm sure some things for people did you know appease them in, in in better ways than what i was i guess um but yeah i yeah i think i think you've touched on it a couple of times now I think we're gonna see more at d twenty three uh from the Marvel property so you know i feel like we're going to get hopefully some something some footage or something like that that will be released to the public um you know a little bit more to sort of you know go off uh, other than just uh announcements of, of titles and stuff that you know you and i pretty much nailed most of them uh last week in, the, in our previous pod you know what i mean there was nothing really unexpected ex- except for blade in, in my opinion
0: yeah, they have people that are talking about different ways. I'm sure Wesley Snipes will get involved with it somehow.
1: Yeah, I kind of hope he doesn't. In a way, I can't like like I don't want them paying lip service to him. In,
0: like how? I, I, like I, unless I don't know. Because you could know. technically say that Blade started the MCU. Like, Blade was the first comic book movie to sort of set itself in the real world with real people and real things. So there's that sort of nod to it, but I'm with you. I don't necessarily think they need to pay lip service to Wesley Snipes because he did a good job with a trilogy. Like, they didn't pay lip service to to Sam Raimi or to Tobey Maguire, you know, like, what makes Wesley Snipes more special than them?
1: Correct. You know, I look. Uh, The other exciting thing, I guess, about the Blade News for me is that it means, like, (laughs) I'm one step closer to seeing Moon Knight eventually make his way onto a screen. You are.
0: It seems like it's headed that way, doesn't it?
1: It does. It does. We're getting closer, Josh. We're getting closer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I will, I, we will make it when you get your Moon Knight and when uh, they announce a Punisher that will exist in this MCU
1: hmm
0: when, when Frank Castle finally finds a home.
1: Yep. That'll so, be a glorious day better, for you and I.
0: Better be John Bernthal.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: So. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, I think we... Uh, <clears throat> I think we've covered uh, just about everything there is to cover. Um, so if you don't have anything, we can do the old, hey, this is where to find us on Twitter thing. Okay. All we'll right. Start. Well, you can uh, you can find me on Twitter at Fight on You can find Adam on Twitter at Howzito, H-O-W-S-I-T-O. H-O-W-S-I-T-O. Uh, and I want to give a shout-out and a thanks to our producer, Scott W. Johnston, even though he just likes to be called Scott Johnston. Uh, he is uh, he is magnificent, and he uh, he does great things. So uh, with that, man, we will be back. Uh, don't know uh, what the schedule is upcoming, so we may take a week off after this one, I think we discussed. Yeah? Taking a uh, week
1: off or... What do we? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. We'll, t- we'll figure uh, well, that We'll, out. See, we'll All
0: figure right. it out. So, we, I mean, we may be off for a week. We may not. Uh, but either way, uh, we look forward. We have some, some big interviews with you guys coming up. We just had to wait until after Comic Con. So, we should start getting back some replies uh from from our people who were, were like yeah i'm in let's just book it after comic-con so uh you'll also start to see a lot more interviews on the show uh so for adam and scott i am josh Uh, And don't forget also to follow our third nerd account on Twitter. We are trying to grow it a little. We understand nobody really needs to follow a podcast page uh, if they subscribe to it uh, or follow the hosts on Twitter. Uh, But we are trying to grow it. So if uh, you have room for one more follow on your list and and want information about what's upcoming or what we're doing, let us know. uh, And shoot us a follow on third, the, the number three R D and nerd everything spelled out. Um, So uh, like I said, for Adam and Scott, I'm Josh and thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next time. Peace.